So what did you enjoy the most in that company experience? Relationship management and like really negotiating and doing the marketing. Like that was so much fun. Now having my own company, what I appreciate is having to develop a territory and develop um, my forecasting. I had to do that from scratch, like from a blank PowerPoint. My dad, um, he was in the Navy. He okay. trained and he did uh, jujitsu yes. in um, Japan. Okay. And um, crazy story. You're going to so, record so we get this? Cool. Um, he um, he did mixed martial arts jujitsu. Yeah. And he actually stopped doing it and found the Lord again. Okay. Because <laughs> he said there was like, he was starting to get really deep into it. Yeah. And like would do the breathing exercises, and he said one day he felt this like presence yeah. around him. Yeah, yeah. And it freaked him out, and uh, he like it, like led him to got, Jesus. Yeah. So jujitsu led him to God. That's dope. <laughs> there it is. There it is, folks. You heard it live. Yes. You heard it here first. That's awesome. Yeah. So he, um, what are you? Is it just this or adversity kings? And I'm Windy City Tristan. I like that. Yeah. Are you from the city? I'm not, but I figured, I don't even know how the name was available. I was, it's actually such a coincidence that it was. I had, yep, so Windy City Tristan. So I had my previous Instagram account and it was organic. It was organic, yeah. almost 10,000 followers and everything was organic about it. This one, okay. not. This one's bought it out. I put money into it. So it's my, <laughs> it's like one of those Instagrams like, oh, how do they have all those followers? I bought them. Like I bought them. Yeah, I bought them. So, okay. but, but my old one was organic, this, that, and the third. And then I'm a year into running my, my own company. I've been in the okay. insurance industry for six years. HR. And no, no, no. So prior to this, I was a sales rep and then I got an ownership I opportunity. I can see that sales. I can yes. see you in sales. Yes. hundred percent. So I worked my way from the bottom from hundred percent commission sales. I'm still hundred percent commission today. And then uh, got an ownership opportunity a couple years ago. Oh, nice. But I'm a year into it and my Instagram somehow, I, I my theory is it got hacked by, by like haters or individuals that. Absolutely. That, my Instagram got hacked too. Yes. Yeah, so I lost like, all my followers. Lost it all. And so I It was a, really devastating. Yes, it was yeah. it was devastating for like twenty four hours. Yeah, I read a lot of. I, I highly <laughs> it recommend really was, this. but that's like, and yeah. then you like lose it for a week, and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. I think I still have the picture where they like make you send in a picture of like holding your like identity. Absolutely, like, and I was like, this is awkward. Yeah, this is one. It's awkward. Two, it's devastating. <laughs> yeah, and then, but it was like twenty four hours. So I, I read this uh, every day. It's down there. It's the daily, uh, the daily stoic right there. Right, Ryan Holiday. Nice, and it's it's all on philosophy and yeah. all, all of it's like perspective on life. And so stoicism is a very interesting perspective. So good. It's so yeah. good. So that's helped me get through a lot proactively so it's yes. not even a matter of having to get through it it's just i proactively go through oh, the yeah. things that are ahead and so when i go through losing an instagram where some people might might have like a, an actual mental health issue over you know having their instagram shut off where it's like i was just like all right man this sucks for 24 hours i'm gonna go eat some dessert absolutely you know, it's like, I'll, I'll go eat my feelings and then it's like all right <laughs> so, eat my feelings. yeah so i was like okay this sucks and you know what i mean have a few cookies and the next day it's like all right what's what's new out there and i love i've fallen in love more and more with the windy city tristan because this is i'm a i'm a country boy at heart so i didn't want to necessarily be in the city yeah but at the at the same time with my grind it's i, I don't necessarily care where i'm at you know yeah. what i mean so it's like i've fallen in love with chicago 
You know what I mean? It's, Absolutely. It's been almost two years. It's been two years to the month that I've been out here, so I'm falling in love with it. So wait, so you're not from here originally? No, I'm from Arkansas. Oh, that's that country boy. Okay, yes, what yes. part of Arkansas? Little Rock. Okay, that's yep. there's a lot of history there. Yes, yeah, there is. But there's a lot of history. I think the Clintons are They are. Arkansas. The Clintons are from yes. Arkansas. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know if that's the best reference, but... It's okay. I, I'm like an 80s kid, so it's like... I, I saw it. Music, music why? Music wise, I am. Yeah. Like 80s, 90s, even 70s, and yes. some old, old music. Yes. I was listening to some Benny King earlier. I don't know okay. if, you're, or yes. if you're familiar. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Um, I'm a big music person. Um, but, like, you know, I think for my first president that I actually remember is like Nixon. Yeah. And then, or not Nixon, Reagan? Yeah. Reagan, Reagan. Yep. Right. Then it was Bush, the first Bush. Yep. But when the first president I like really really liked was um, was Clinton, yeah, and I remember him going on the Arsenio Hall yeah show and he played the saxophone and I thought it was the coolest thing ever and I'm like this is the coolest white man I've ever met. You was know? he called the first black president? Technically? He is technically the first. Yeah, they black called president him right for a couple of reasons. Why is that? I still to this day I have no you idea. Don't know, no, I was. How I think censored was, is this? It's not. I mean, it, we don't censor it at all. Well, the re- so one of the reasons because he got head in the oval. oval okay, office. okay, that that's yes. why they call him the first black president. Okay, that's the main reason. Okay, <laughs> that's so that's like so kind of like degrading to us a little <laughs> it bit. Was a little bit. Yeah, that, but I that's can, why. I mean, in the nineties, nobody was like as politically correct yeah. as they are now. It was kind of like I've watched some of my old favorite movies, and I'm like sweating. Like, oh what's my god, what's your favorite movie? That's all I care about is movies. What's oh your my god, movie? I'm a huge movie. Too. Okay, so I what's your going. favorite? Okay, one of my favorite movies is Wedding Crashers. Okay, it's a good movie. It's all uh, Usual Suspects. Okay, have you seen this um, one? Us- I don't know if I've seen Usual Suspects. Is it a comedy? Usual Suspects is not a comedy, but there's a really good line in it that a lot of people know. Won a lot of Academy Google Awards. It. It's with Kevin Spacey. Um, I like Kevin Spacey. And it popped it's up immediately. Jose, so, so, Jose Corsa, and he, one of the best lines he says is. Um, the biggest trick the devil ever played was to make us believe he doesn't exist. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's good. But it it play it's the whole it references everything yeah. about the film. It's very satisfying. That's good. We're running the podcast now, bro. <laughs> huh? You can just start out real quick. You want to launch it right now or you want to do it after? Let's launch it right now. You care if we launch an ad real Let, quick? Launch it. Let's go. Tell me oh, so Peter, let's launch this. What do you need from me? And where are you from? I'm originally from Cleveland. You know, he's from Cleveland. My, this, he owns the media company, so I just pay him a monthly subscription. Oh, no. and he runs all this for me. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he's from Cleveland. What part? Yeah. What part? Oh, I'm from Shaker. Yeah, I'm from Shaker, and then I finished high school in Akron at Firestone. What year did you graduate Shaker? I graduated in <laughs> 2002. Yeah. He graduated probably around there. Yes. And, um, yes, um, Nate, uh, I mean, well, you probably know a lot of people I know that if you went to Cleveland Heights and we came out in the state, when did you come out? And, like, that one dude that was on the real world, wasn't it Master or something? Yes. What year did you come out? So, I, I, I graduated in 05, but Stephen. Oh, you were a freshman when I was a senior. Yeah. No, yes. Wait, no, you weren't. I wasn't even... Wait. No, no, I was, I was like... Uh, yeah, I was probably a freshman. You were a freshman when I was a senior, yeah. yeah. yeah I was probably a freshman. <laughs> yeah. 
Cleveland girl. You know what? I have a Browns hat on too. I did it on purpose since we won Monday. Oh, okay. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. I love it. Well, I actually got your number because um, Aiden was telling me about everything. So. And what you guys do? She's a she's a she's a CEO herself, so she's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Which, so what is your company? Yeah. So I have a digital it's a digital marketplace for all things small business. So okay. we're all in one platform for SaaS products, e learning, wow. um, product services, like anything that's under like um, for for small mid sized business needs. Yeah. We offer the that. How long have you guys been around? We've been around for three years. Wow. Yeah. Let's go. And um, Pass that threshold. Yeah. That three-year threshold. Man, That's the hardest. Congrats. It's very hard. Um, and we have a SaaS, it's SaaS enabled. So okay. we own a SaaS product that is an e-learning platform. So it's like the e- Uber of e-learning. That's sweet. So it's on demand. Yeah. Li- it's live, fully immersive learning from subject matter experts from around the world. That's dope. Yeah. You yeah. guys definitely have to connect. Yeah. You and Peter so definitely So we have, have a ton of partners and things. Yes. And like we're starting a smart TV where we're bringing on like people that have content plays that yeah. want to like focus on small business and you'd come under smart TV like a media, like a small business TV network. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. That's really dope. Yeah. We're going to dive deep into that. Yeah. Peter, let's, let's launch this ad. Good to go? Yeah, yeah. All right, my dog. Appreciate it. All right. Nice, nice to meet you. What was your name again? Amber. Amber, if you're right, nice to meet you. I will send you a text. Let's go. <laughs> All right, y'all. Enjoy your podcast. Thank you, Big Pete. Peace. Peace. Dope. All right, so let's let's dive into your story. Well, first off, give me your third favorite movie. You gave me The Usual Suspects, Wedding Crashers. What's the third fave? So hard, but... Since we're going into holiday season, I'm going to say Elf. Elf is good. That, I, I can't even, even even my stereotypical, like, I like that manly, aggressive, like, war movie yes. and blood and guts. Elf, yes. I love. Yes. Elf, I Elf. love. Holiday season, I'm going to watch Elf. Elf, it's like, I watched it with my niece and nephews um, a couple years ago. And when I tell you I couldn't breathe, I was laughing. So and funny. they were younger, yeah. and they're like, yeah. what, Auntie Amber, why are you laughing? Yeah. Like, it's funny. Yeah. Like, you don't get it. And so um, I love Elf. Rush Hours have me feel like that, Ooh, too. Rush Hour is a good one. Gladiator. Gladiator. 300. 300. Oh, good. Troy. Go, Troy. Troy. Oh, my gosh. Yep. I'm a Harry Potter. Yep. Me and my dad watch Harry Potter. I fell Christmas. in love. I fell more in love with Harry Potter. I wasn't that because I didn't really understand the concept as you know, being mm-hmm. so young because I didn't read the yeah. book. I didn't read it all. Yeah, so. I didn't read it all. No, it's okay. Me so too. I didn't know anything. <laughs> and then as I got older and I started to understand at least a little bit more, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I, this is something I actually like. Oh, yeah. I love sci-fi. Anything sci-fi. Okay, like, so Avatar. Are you Avatar, all yeah. of that. Yep, real <laughs> deep into that. So what about shows? You got to like Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones. Were you definitely. were you pleased with House of, House of Dragon? I'm. I am still. Um, it's been really busy. Um, I'm on episode four. Okay, so, so don't here's spoil what happened. No, I'm just. <laughs> Everybody's been trying to text me like, I know you're into it because I was yeah. really into Game of Thrones, and I yeah. completely and maybe it's the Aries in me understood like Daenerys like yeah blowing burning the whole city. Yes, because we're very patient people. Yeah, and we're very calm, and then something snaps. Yeah, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Okay, thank you. Like what? Cersei I don't know why people thought it was her. so like bad about that. Exactly, Cersei kept picking yeah. with her, and I'm like, 
Oh, you want to go? Yeah, like we're doing this. Yeah, how great! Like I can be graceful for, but for how long? You right, but I mean? for like, how long? Exactly. Like I'm like, not Jesus. I'm not Jesus. Like, you know, I try, but dang, you got to burn now. <laughs> that part. Yeah, I liked it. People, I, I kind of justify my my movie standards and ratings where I just say I have low standards, but I think yeah. I think I just think a little differently because I, I didn't agree. see anything wrong with that. I didn't see anything. I wrong liked with it. That. I liked I, it. Nothing wrong. So wait, I wish have she you seen lived. Bar- Barbarian. That scary movie that just came out? Yeah. No, but he saw it and told me I should watch it. I want to see it. I've been trying to watch it, and every time, like, I'm like, I'm just going to take a day during the day and watch it when yeah. it's sunny out so that I don't watch it at night by myself. Yeah. But yeah, I really want to watch it. I'm a huge scary movie. I'm not, parano- I'm not paranormal scary, but I'll do thrillers, and, like, I hear right. that one's more of a thriller and more just, like, gory. Yes, I like thriller and slashers. Like, Scream's one of my yeah. favorite franchises, yeah. stuff like that. I didn't I didn't mind the new uh, Michael Myers. I mean, it's cheesy. Yeah, it was cheesy, but it needed to end, but yeah. I was, like, the slow motion, I was, like, it was driving me insane. I, I like, kind of like that weird character. Him. Oh, my gosh. That, that young dude. He oh, was, I know. Yeah, was, he, like, played it pretty good, That kinda. was a turn of events. Yeah. That was... I wasn't expecting that. Do you one. have a favorite show? Right now, uh, Successions. Successions. Have you seen that? You have to watch that. Oh, it's a business? Oh, it's a business show. Okay, I think people have told it's me It's very that. dark Okay. and cheeky and satirical and amazing. Um, I love that show. Atlanta is another one. I, I like Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, didn't they come out with a new season? Because I did. I watch uh Kirby Enthusiasm's another one. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm on the dark humor. Yep. Dark comedy. Like dark comedy, satire-ish. You know who had a really good show that came out? Maya Rudolph on um her new show Loot. And she's like supposed to be this billionaire, kind of like a Melissa um uh Gates or um Jeff Bezos' wife. Okay. She's supposed to be like one of them portraying them and she like divorces her husband and gets all of this billions and billions of dollars and like she goes around and gives it all away yeah but it's like straight comedy wow and the people in it and she didn't know she owned this non-for-profit yeah so she went and started working at the non-for-profit it's really funny that's hilarious yeah and she's hilarious so those are what i'm really into right now but successions is like my up there so yeah. let's dive let's dive backwards. Let's go into your story. So I already know you were born and then raised in Cleveland also? Yeah, so I started, I was raised, so I split my time, but it was Northeast Ohio. So I started in Cleveland, Shaker Heights. My mom's from there. My dad's from Cleveland. And um, we moved to Akron, and I went to Firestone High School. Okay. Yeah, and so most of my childhood was, I always joke, we were like a Nickelodeon special. It was pretty laid back, yeah. rode our bikes. Yeah, just yeah. a very nice, like, blessed childhood. Yeah. Northeast Ohio. What your Browns parents games, do? All that. So my mom's a, a psychologist, counselor psychologist. Okay. And my dad's in finance. He works for the Department of Federal Defense. Okay. Um, and um, Are they Ohio natives also? So this is the crazy thing. They're technically Ohio natives, but our family's not from Ohio. My dad's family's from North Carolina, from Asheville. Okay. And we actually have a school after us, our family. Wow. My great 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 grandfather Isaac Dixon was the son of a slave and he um, raised him like his own son. Mm-hmm. And so he went with the Vanderbilts to start the public school system. In Asheville. Wow. And so uh, we have a school and deeds and things in Asheville, and my family goes back to the literally the origins of Asheville. Wow. Yeah. And so then my mother's side is from Kentucky, 
and we've um, been four or five generations from Civil War. Yeah. Um, very b- mixed race people, and what are um, what all are you? I'm black. I, I guess it's kind of like you know in our society it's like we're I'm I'm black yeah you know, or I'm black American I'm the lightest black I've ever met huh? I'm the lightest black I've ever you have no I was gonna say you look like you're part of my family you yeah see my brother okay you that guys. makes <laughs> I gotta like I'm like caught in between like that's so funny that you say that because you literally look like yeah. all of my cousins okay that makes and me my grandmother on both sides I gotta like, show I gotta show people like a picture of my dad and be like yes see like you he, have no idea if you saw it like. I it's yeah, I I'll, well, show, I'll show you a picture of my It's pretty funny the only that pic- you say that. I feel bad and this is like kind of stereotypical too. The only picture I have of my dad is like him in the like court system like in jail. So. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all good. That's, no. Yes, yeah, see. That's my mother. <laughs> my I, I mean I don't have a normal picture of my dad. <laughs> it's okay. You know, life comes at us fast. My, oh, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, this is my dad. Yeah, yeah. He's fine. Yeah, he don't look bad. Hey, y'all. Uh, when, when he gets, he's when fine. he gets out, <laughs> when he gets out, y'all, hit him up. <laughs> no, um, we have on my mother's side. Um, uh, we are um, German, um, okay. Irish. Yep. Um, my great great grandfather so my grandmother's grandfather mm. was irish yeah. and he actually married his adopted sister i think that's the story okay and she was mexican and okay black and native american she was just like yeah. really mixed up they think she might have been chinese okay. we're literally like the american story yeah and um my great grandfather who i knew very deeply his family um his grandfather fought in the civil war wow and he, they were indentured servants. Okay. And the sla- the masters that they had at the time didn't have children, so they left their like wealth to them. Okay. Yeah. That's and sweet. so that was really cool. It's like mm-hmm. we have a really cool Kentucky story. Yep. And my dad, my mother's father, was really involved with like basketball. He's in the Hall of Fame. Mm. So longest standing like uh wow. coach for all black segregated basketball team. They won state. He has records that still haven't been broken. Yeah. So it's really blessed like generation and story. So we truly are American. Like wow. now however you want to call that, it's like because mm-hmm. we've been here so long, we're mixed with like everything. everything. Yeah, same. Our you know what it is like yeah, no, and that's same. why it's so weird when you hear some um some of my white friends have only been here for two generations. Like their parents are Italian or yes. Irish, Polish, like Lithuanian, yep. and their grandparents came over here. And they're like, "Well, where? What about you guys?" I'm like, "I am literally like the melting pot. I yes. am a hodgepodge of everything." Yes. And it's, like, you yeah, know, I it's like, it. I, I don't know it. where else to, what yeah. else to tell you. I'm really American. I feel it. And when you take your test and all that, it's like, it's split. I have yeah. all over the place, yep. all over the, the globe. So, so what was your anyway. childhood like? And then transitioning to high school what was that, what was that whole thing like? <laughs> yeah. So we, we grew up, um, fundamental evangelical Christian. Um, my, we, I don't know if you're familiar with Moody Bible Institute. A little bit. Okay, so I went to a Christian Wheaton, school for two years. Trinity, there's like I feel like there's a lot of Bible colleges in the Midwest. Yeah, um, but we, my parents were are good people. You know, like yeah. we they did a lot of city missions. Um, they were over the singles ministry. They also did like the marriage counseling at our church. Mm. Um, we were like the family that everyone everyone came to our house on the weekends. Yep. And my mom had chili and snacks, and yep. we had a bonfire. Like we really lived that like middle class, like yeah. suburban, or you know that like yeah, yeah. typical yep. like life. You know, yep. we had our challenges, um, and 
you know, I've learned a lot from like my experience, but as I got out into the world and met a lot of people, I thought everybody was like me. Like a lot of my friends, we joked like we were the Black Laguna Beach because Firestone High School was like a very like middle upper class like high school. And there were a lot of people like uh, black professional parents and kids. And um, we just had a nice mix of like people. And we had a lot yeah. of like wealthier white and black people that went to so our school. So it was diversified. It was like Shaker. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot like Shaker. Very diverse. Um and so a lot of my friends were like me and they were, you know, they all came from, you know, two parent homes and, you know, we could go over their house whenever we rode our bikes, we got ice cream. We, we had a popular like Swenson's like burger joint by us. Yeah. You know, we go there after the basketball games or volleyball games. So I had a very like uh, blessed childhood. Yeah. I had great grandparents, great, great grandparents. I knew like truly blessed. Who were you closest with growing up? Um, in regards to just, just a relationship, like who were you closest with? Was it mom, dad, grandparent? Was there anybody individual that's like growing up? Me and up? my dad are like super tight. Still to this day? Oh yeah. Okay. So that, that's daddy's girl from Oh day yeah. One. From day one. Okay. Like me and my dad are super tight. Me and my brothers are super tight. Yep. Um, me and my older brother fight like, but I think it's cause we're like yeah closer so in close. age and you know, it's like, yeah. But I love my siblings. My sister is the best. Um, but I would say my parents now as an adult, I'm very close to them. I really love them. You reflect um, back and look yeah. at all. Yes. You put them through and yes. it makes you just draw so close no, to them. seriously. And appreciate the time you have left. Yeah, I was really mad at my mom for a long time for things. and Because yep. I didn't fit like that typical Jack and Jill like girl that like liked all of the cool things like my sister was prom queen and yeah. she danced and but I was always like more into Alanis Morissette Tony Amos like yeah. you know I listened to corn and like I had pictures and scrapbooks all over yeah, yeah. and you know I was just a little offbeat you know yes. I, I was creative I did my own thing I played sports I was kind of a tomboy yeah so I didn't always know where I fit and my mom was very cheerleader she came from like even like bougier like she was yeah. just my grandmother, grandfather, like she just was like more yeah. that way. And um, sometimes I felt like I didn't always fit in. Yeah. yeah you know, um, so, but as I've gotten older, sh you know, I've learned to appreciate mm -hmm. them for what they did for me. And she protected us and, and taught me so much that I value as a woman now. Yeah. So I would say as a child, me and my dad were super close. Yeah. Um, and then I, my granny, she was my great grandmother. Mm -hmm. That was my buddy. I just loved her to death, and yeah. she spoiled me like rotten. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's it. So those are. How about high school to college? What was that transition like? These are great questions. Um, I'm glad I did all my therapy, so I can speak to this in a whole way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like nobody ever loved me. No, I'm yeah. kidding. Um, high school was fun. Um, I was the. And you guys probably both know girls like this. Yeah. I was a guy's girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I was the one. I was expelled. So. Oh, I was, that's awesome! I, yes. Oh my god, that's amazing. I wasn't in that circle. I was like, a, I was like, definitely stay away from that kid. No, see, and that was my problem because yeah. I'd be like, you're gonna be my friend. Yes, yeah. And, and there were the there, were, there were a few. Yeah, there were a few yeah. girls that that hung out with us, and it, it was cool and all. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely know, definitely know that. Yeah. That girl. Yeah. Okay, because I'm like you. I I feel like we would vibe in high school. My was, two best. I have three kind of like best friends. Yeah. Two of them. Th we all three somewhat still like yeah. talk, but it's like you got so close. It's like I don't need to text them every day. I right. check a couple times a year. Yeah. And two of them are girls. 
Okay. You know, and it, from like day one, I think we met when I think we met when I was probably like eleven, and I can remember them. We would play Truth or Dare and just, but we were like close. It yeah. wasn't like yeah. I may have tried to flirt a few times, but like I got like I. I I realized, you know, they were a little older than me. Yeah. So like they they weren't with it. But I can remember like even like right now, I can remember them daring we we grew up in like these white trash apartments and I can remember there was a a thunderstorm and they dared me to run around. I'm eleven years old and and just in my boxers around the whole in the in the middle you of the You were really trying to get with them. The, yeah, no. Like ladies, when a man wants you, yep, they'll do anything. Anything. I, they dared me to run around the apartment naked they, they once. And we did a sleep we would do sleepovers. I don't know what our parents were thinking. I was allowed to sleep over <laughs> at these girls' house. I'm eleven. That's you know amazing. I mean? Like yes. wow. Wow. I, I, so I remember getting naked, running around an apartment. They Angie Payton was not going for that. I'll tell you that much. No, I church mom. Yeah. But my mom was a church mom too. Just, she just had other things going on. She was just work like it was work and like she was never never home. You know what I mean? Okay. She went away too. So when she got out, she wasn't able to secure okay, like got a, it. High, she was in school to become a nurse, but went away during the midst of that. And so okay. they, they didn't let her get her RN. I actually wrote Barack Obama when he was in office to try to get her a pardon. And I got, I think it's an automated response, but it still had his stamp on it. So it was cool. You know he got I mean? a pardon for her? No, he didn't. He, didn't, oh, he, he said didn't. It, it was a consideration, but Aww. it was still cool to have a response back. Yeah. 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 So she don't got to worry That's about that. That's really anymore. cool. I love yes. your drive. Yes. See, I'm normally the one interviewing people yes. and like talking and asking questions. You could tell It's so weird sales. to be yeah. on the other side. Because now I'm like, tell me more about that. Because like just the intuitive part of me is like, I need to have you on my podcast. Yeah, I want to <laughs> be just, on. Yeah, because I just. I have everybody on. Nobody asked me to get. I haven't really gotten on any other. I've gotten what? on like two or three you others. You have such a personality. Like maybe it's the marketing in me. Like you could be branded very well. We're trying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. We're, we're trying. We're trying. Yeah. But let's get back into okay, you. I'll sorry. talk all day. Okay. So high school to college, yes. high school, guys, girl. Guys, girl, high school. Um, I had two of my best friends, Tawan and Shrop. We I've known them since we were little kids. Yeah. Um, went to church together. Tawan lived around the corner. We were always together. All the girls loved Tawan. And like yeah. and um, we just and he would tell me all this escapades. Um but we just, I was just a really cool person. I was in the arts. Yep. I played piano. I was classically trained. I was mm. a concert pianist um, through college. Wow. Um, I didn't, I could have gone for a music scholarship. I chose not to. So I've been training since I was six. Wow. Yeah. And um, I played volleyball. So I played varsity um, volleyball. I was a yes. captain. Um, so I was like, you know, in hindsight, I found out a lot of guys liked me, but I, I didn't think of myself like that because of my own insecurities. Yeah. So I just kind of, I went, even though I say we're diverse, I went to a predominantly white school. Yeah. And even a lot of the black girls were like very slim. And I, even though I was small, I was not a large girl. I just had curves. Yes. And in a city where I was at, it just, I just never felt like pretty enough or small enough to, that anybody would want me, Yeah, you know, just with how society portrays everything. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So I took on a role of like, well, if I, I can be cool. And I remember having these conversations with myself, like, uh, my cool can come from other things, from like the sports I do, from the arts, and like being in leadership things. So then people would want to draw to me, yep. right? Based off of like what I can do. Yeah. And as I grew up, I knew that wasn't healthy. But at the time, I felt like that could be my position because I couldn't be the prom queen. I couldn't be this. Mm-hmm. So what if I was just like the girl that threw the parties and did the cool events and was a leader and this and that? People could would see me that way, yeah. you know? 
So it happened, and and I had a great high school experience. I really, I was not bullied. I didn't bully anybody, and nobody was going to bully me. Okay. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's kind of it, it. And I really took that attitude through college, unfortunately. And um, I did date, but you know, I had my heart broken by someone my junior year, going into senior year, and just kind of like in uh, college. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, was college a blur? Or was there anything that like really pivotally changed your life? Man, that's a good question. Um, college, there were three moments, I would say, that really um, changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my aunt, that was another person I love very dearly, and I still am very close with her okay. to this day. But my two aunts, my Aunt Nisi and my Aunt Robin, I love those women to death. They support me through everything, and I love y'all. <laughs> um, so, but they love when I tell this story because um, in college, I did marketing. And um, marketing communications, my degree was in rhetoric, but I always wanted to be a sports marketer. I wanted to work for Nike. And now in hindsight, I'm like, I don't want to work for Nike. But back then, I wanted to work for Nike so bad. So I took on um, an internship with the external relations office for the sports department at University of Akron. So I did. It was me and three other people. And um, one day, I had to (laughs) dress up as our competitor's mascot. Okay. And I had to do it on the fly, and I was the youngest intern. And I just did it because I was like, I just want to make a good impression and this and that. And I literally almost died. (laughs) Like, I got in the costume, and I didn't know exactly what I was supposed to do. And then the drums and the pep band and all this were like, dump, 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 dump. And Zippy um, literally came in a kangaroo outfit, and he charged after me and, like, DDT'd me. In this chicken costume, and I'm, like, getting choked out by the mascot of our college, and everybody's cheering, thinking it's, like, a joke. And I'm like, no, like, this mascot is going to, (laughs) like, I'm going to die in this chicken costume right now. Yes. So, anyway, it was funny. It's a long, but... so that was, like, a pivotal moment, being an intern there and learning about sports marketing, getting my heart broken um, by someone going into my senior year was really devastating. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I was like, I got to get out of Ohio. Because yeah. I didn't want to go to Akron in the first place. New scenery. But it was like, I got only music scholarships and opportunities, and I didn't want to get a music scholarship. So I'm like, I'm just going to go to Akron. Okay. And I was like, I'm getting out of here. I have to go. I'm tired of seeing the same people all the time. I want a new experience. So I put job up applications in for everywhere yes in the world literally london um i was looking at um new york paris i, I didn't care i just wanted yeah. to get out i wanted to experience life outside of ohio okay so, so where'd you go next after college um so my senior year third third part of this heartbroken internship i had a i took a uh, consumer marketing certification so i stayed over um an extra summer to get that in my sales management certification. Yes. And one of the professors was like, I know you want to do marketing and you have a communications degree, but I really think you'd be good in sales. Mm-hmm. And he's like, start in sales, learn how to sell. Yep. He was like, if you do anything, learn how to sell and you will be able to market. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it at the time. But I had sold. I took a job while I was in college. I I was a server, and then I worked for MBDA at the time, which is now Bank of America, and so was in telesales. Yeah. And I did. I killed it. Like I was making more. They had to tell me to stop. What were you selling? 
credit cards. Okay, credit cards. And balance transfers and all that. So it was crazy. And um, he was like, you need to sell. He's like, you have it. I just, I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. you need to be a salesperson. So I came to Chicago. Um, My mom and grandfather drove me up here. I thought I had a job, and it was just like those pyramid scam things. You know what I'm talking about? Those where they get people, and they're like, oh, it's like 30,000. You sign up, up and you can go to these different, and you have to be here at this time. You know those. I thought that was a real thing, found out it wasn't. And then I ended up getting a job with a tech company that was going IPO, and they were telecom. They were called C Beyond Communications, and they needed B2B salespeople, and they were planning to go IPO. So they had all these sales reps, all new college grads, and we had these territories. And I absolutely hated it. I Mm. hated the job, but I was told by someone to stay on it for at least six months so you get that B2B territory management, raw sales, door-to-door experience. Yes. And that's what has changed my life. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I did door to door. From those, like, you know, like it really changes mm-hmm. how you see business yeah. and sales and everything. And that's really, um, oh, am I talking to you? No. Oh. I, I schedule out what time I want to eat. <laughs> that's amazing. I yeah. love your structure. I'm so weird. No, it's not weird. It's who you are. It goes off like. <laughs> it's not weird. It is like how you manage your life. Yes, I try. And I love that. Um, the weekends, it goes out the door. That's good. It like should. Cupcakes. That's burritos. routine. That's still your routine. The Rock just, <laughs> you ever see, you follow The Rock on Instagram? I love him. He just be post like the stack of pancakes on Sunday. I'm like, if he can look like that and, and just go crazy, yeah. like, I'll just do it Friday to Sunday. Hey, that's that stoicism. Life's right? about balance. Balance. Dude. We only balance. here so long. I got to eat Exactly. Good. You know and the extremism mean? is not yeah. real. Can't do it. So anyway, so yeah, so I started B2B sales door to door. Okay. And I had to manage a territory. I had yep. to get 50 cars a day, get 100 calls a, a week, mm-hmm. set 10 appointments. Very, very traditional, yeah. old school sales. This was literally before Wi-Fi. We were selling T1 services. Mm. And what's a T1 service? <laughs> it's the wired internet. Oh, okay. And it was fast speed. Okay. Like Wi-Fi wasn't even a thing. Like it like wasn't even a it's like hard for me to process that. Right. Like that wasn't, it was, there was yeah. no Wi-Fi. We were selling bundles of text messages uh, that you could get. Wow. Yeah. And that's hard, especially transitioning from how traditional America has always been. Like even, even in today, society is so stuck on college, 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 yes. college. Oh, so I can't even imagine, you know what I mean? A couple years ago when that was where people were like, you know what I mean? Probably not wanting to transition into texting and why. Like, what are you talking about? Lady? They had yeah, no you, idea. Get out of here. What yeah. we were talking about. Yeah. I can, At that I time, imagine. it was just like dial up or um, it wasn't dial up. It was like it was wired Internet. But yeah. it was people were like, well, it works fine. But the T1 service made it faster. Mm. So it's like our 5G now. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. So, so that's how, where I was at. How long did you do this? I did that for six months. And then where do we go next? So then from there, I took a job with um, IAC, mm-hmm. and I was in sales, um, and that was a territory sales manager, and I ran our digital ads for Pandora. Mm. So IAC is like a huge conglomerate of internet, online domains, and all that. So like Black People Meet, um, Ask.com, Pandora, I mean, you name it like farmers.com singles me like all of these like internet yeah it's so it's like it was a huge like early stage what we consider a marketplace now so i would work with small businesses under city search which would be like a yelp now to place ads 
on campaigns through like Pandora and other yeah. like digital services. And it was still pretty new. Like the internet was, it was moving, but it wasn't at the speed of what it was now. So it was, it was kind of hard actually. And how long did you do this? I did that for a year and a half. And then did you learn anything or was there anything that stuck out to you in that year and a half? I hated that type of sales. Yeah. I didn't like ad sales. It wasn't fun. Um, and I was tired of working with, it was, uh, I didn't like um, the speed in which they did things. Mm. It just was not, it didn't fit how I wanted to sell. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like it. So I took a job with this company called James Hardy Building Products. And that's what changed my life. Okay. So how long did we work there? Five years. And, and what all did you do? What were your responsibilities? It was amazing. I loved that company. And I didn't even value it as much until I left. But I was a national account manager. I oversaw our region for um, our manu- – we were a manufacturing company. So my accounts were at Home Depot and Lowe's. And we were still – maturing those relationships they had just closed the home depot and lowe's accounts Mm. so we had to go in and negotiate um product placement like where our product would be in the home depot and lowe's and so i managed like around 100 accounts yes and so i did marketing and sales operations finance it was a hybrid of everything entrepreneurial but it was entrepreneurial yes and now looking back on it it was like one of the biggest blessings um because i really learned how to this was early, like we were using access, like Salesforce hasn't e- hadn't even started yet. Mm. So this was like you ha- we had to build our own spreadsheets, um, how to manage our territory. We had an internal dashboard to show our cadence and metrics around sales performance and which stores were performing more. I had to build relationships. I had to uh, negotiate inventory. I had to look at our pricing and our margins to be able to negotiate like bulk. purchases, things like that. Um, We had to do marketing activations, cross-marketing events. We did advertising spends. Um, We worked with regional ad agencies. Um, So there was just a lot of moving parts that we had to manage. And we had a territory. I had a company car, AMX. Mm. Like, it was amazing. We had great health benefits. And there were four of us in our region that we worked on the team. So what did you enjoy the most in that company experience? Relationship management. And like really negotiating and doing the marketing. Like that was so much fun. Yeah. Um, now as an now having my own company, what I appreciate is having to develop a territory and develop um, my forecasting. I had to do that from scratch, like from a blank PowerPoint. So did you go from this company to building your own company? No. Okay. I went, I took, um, I was recruited to go to AT&T. Okay. And then I spent another five, six years there. Okay. So, yeah. So I was recruited. So I went from national accounts to um, uh, na- national account executive to national account manager and had more high volume, yes. less accounts um, with Home Depot and then, or with James Hardy, then went to AT&T. So what, what sold you well. on leaving the company that you loved to then going to AT&T? I didn't love it at the time. Okay. So you were going and, through something. Yes. And unfortunately the housing market crashed mm. and, um, I did not have a very solid regional salesman VP at the time that we did not get along. And unfortunately I was fired. Yeah. I was let go. Yeah. So, and that was, 
devastating. It was on my birthday, too. Yeah. Is, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I, I've read that typically people don't leave bad companies. They'll leave bad leaders. Yes. So people will put up with with maybe less pay or or difficult times Absolutely. and difficulty with, with maybe access to resources. Absolutely. But people will only put up for so long, like we were talking about in the beginning. with Absolutely. With, uh, Daenerys is is bad people. You know <laughs> what I mean? There's, there's only Absolutely, so long. Yeah. So that's so vital. I, I don't think, and I think we're starting to transition a little better. Uh, you're going to see. I think over the next few years, mm-hmm. I think I think the market and, and ultimately just the economy is going to reflect the the leaders that are able to build the best relationships mm-hmm. with their people internally, externally, and directly, indirectly within their companies are are going to be the ones that I think are going to have absolutely the the best the best overall economy within their company. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's going to affect and determine like who's going to be winning and who's not. And Absolutely. That, that's huge. Well, it's bigger than people think. And it actually, um, it, it's something that's actually always been a thread within some of these legacy brands that we see like Ford, yes. AT&T. That's how they were able to grow. You yes. know, Henry Ford, Carnegie, Roosevelt, they were people that, a lot of the people that built the companies around them were millionaires too. Yes. The Knickerbockers became the Knickerbockers because they all invested in each other. Yes. You know, and so we kind of lost that because of the industrial like structuring of like the dimming method of like how you perform. And, you know, um, we lost that stoicism, right? Of the balance, like, it's structuring and we we created like what we are doing right now with AI and like machine learning and building out these automated systems. We, We were early stage evolving that concept with, with the human. Yes. And so that nine to five idea and that industrial way of thinking and working was really a way to develop habits, but it wasn't always necessarily hap- ha- healthy for behavioral aspects outside of like work. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's just like where we're having with the social dilemma with technology, like, are all the solutions we're coming up with like really good for us? Mm. Like, are it, is it really good for us to be this impatient or impulsive? Like, do we really need speed? Even though it's efficient, is it? Do we really need speed? Do, did they really need to work Monday through Friday and like be so tired when they get home that they're angry at their wives and they're beating their wives or drinking because mm. they're tired from working nine to five Monday through Friday and the the soot and oil is messing up their lungs. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it these solutions that we're coming up with in methods of building automation and structure, is it really helping us really evolve as a people mm. and our, our behaviors as people. Yeah. No, that's something so, definitely to consider with every solution that's presented. Yeah, absolutely. The long-term effects. Absolutely. The long-term effects. And I don't think we always think about that. Mm-mm. And so I think we're we're in a weird stage. But to your point, yes, we have to build better leaders. We have to build better organizations. And I do believe everyone can win, from the gig economists to the corporation to the internal employees. There's a way and a system that we can create that allows for people to really feel like they are a part of something and still have the autonomy to live and create habits that are effective for their life. Yeah, a thousand percent. Now, how was the experience at AT&T? Was there anything you enjoyed that you hated? I always say that... James Hardy taught me how to be a good salesperson and uh, entrepreneur and mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. And um, AT&T taught me how to be a leader. Okay. Because they're literally Fortune, what, 10 company? Yeah. Um, they are required to create with each, each level of growth 
or um, executive leadership you move into, you have to, um, they go, you go through an academy and they do leadership development. So wow. as we're, as I went into like a level, like, was it two? I can't remember. We were the level two or three. It was something in there where we were level two managers and we had to like take Thursday like leadership training programs yeah. and how to create good company culture. Like we got culture coins uh, when we did certain things for our clients or uh, for a marketing initiative where we had a great idea. They really value diversity. They excuse me, they valued like growth. Um, how to sustain a market because that's how they had to think. Yes. You know, versus James Hardy was a private organization. They were accelerating. They were trying to build out their, you know, markets. And so I really was able to understand how to build out mark what market penetration is, how to compete on like quality versus like just products. Like how do you how do you sell on value? How do you consult? How do you build relationships? You know, versus with AT&T, how do you become an intentional leader? How do you create emotional intelligence? How do you uh, sustain a, a legacy product and brand? How do you partner with newer products like Apple at the time? I was there when iPhone 4 launched. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it was like a big deal. And it's like, how do you cross market and create a exceptional like customer service and success across like multiple high performing um, organ companies? So I think between the two of them, as I went into entrepreneurship and life, it really taught me what that looked like. And so when did you decide to transition into creating your own company? It's So my Aunt Robin, um, and I tell people this all of the time, and I appreciate her 100% for teaching me this after I graduated from college. She was really kind of upset that I was going into business. She wanted me to go to New York and take an internship with a pretty big record label. Mm. And I chose not to just based off of what I heard about the music industry and my faith. I stepped yeah. away from that. And she was like, listen, Amber, um, you're creative at heart. Yeah. And you move different than most people. And if you're going to do this corporate business route, I want you to keep learning your soft skills. Keep um, find how to draw, like do photography, still play your piano. You need your creative outlet. And so at the time, graphic design, web design was starting to get big. So I'm like, let me learn how to do this on this side. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I'll work for an agency just on this side while I'm like, you know, help them out and understand how the agency world works, ad agencies and things like that. So I was introduced to a woman um, that had a really small agency and she managed artists, like visual artists. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you don't need to pay me. I just want to learn. And I, I will help do the marketing and account management for this particular artist at the time. And I really enjoyed it, and I had a great time doing it. And at the time, we had some management shifts at yeah. AT&T again, and I did not like this manager. I was trying to get out. I applied for all these different places. And a girlfriend of mine, Lauren Stevens, which you actually kind of look like her, which is funny. <laughs> She told me, she was like, girl. And I remember I was sitting in her car and I was crying we'll about like outing. the end of AT&T. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've been trying to interview this and that. I've got to get out of here. She's like, why don't you just start your own company? Yeah. Just do it. Why don't you have an agency? Yeah. I was like, what? She's like, just do it. Start your own company. I was like, I've never thought about that. Yeah. And that's literally what started my path. 
And so how, how quickly did you start then? I started um, the next, so was that somewhere in like March, I met this man who okay. is now on my board. Wow. And he was an Uber driver, and his company had just crashed. He was a Northwestern finance guy. A Northwestern Did international yeah. consulting, MBA, yep. and he was just down on his luck. And he was like, I used to consult. And I was like, yeah, I'm still at at and I don't know what I want to do, this and that. And he's like, I'll teach you how to consult. You can have your own consulting yep. agency. And he's like, I think you'd be a great consultant. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. And um, he's like, if you could teach me how to rebuild my business, I'll teach you how to build a business. Wow. And I was like, well, I want to go to Amsterdam for a little bit. He's like, I'll buy your ticket. Wow. Yeah. And we became, he literally became like a mentor. And I was like, I don't even need an MBA. He told me all the books and showed me. And it's been like a fellowship for like four years of learning and development around that. And so I started my agency um, about, I left at t like March, started my agency around that time, went to Amsterdam, came back. Yeah. How, was it, how was Amsterdam? Oh, it's amazing. I've been a couple times. I love Amsterdam. What was your favorite part? Um, the canals, the yeah. food, the culture. Food and movies is the only thing I care about. Oh, right? my God. It's just... I couldn't travel. The Rembrandt far. Park. I mean, you're just, it's just nice. And you can get to Brussels and Paris and a couple other places mm. like really easily. I, I love it. I would buy a place in Amsterdam, honestly. Now, now let's, before we, 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 we jump out of all of this, this linear, your life, yeah. the business. Now, let's just paraphrase again the business. So, SaaS, what is SaaS again? A, sa- a software as a service. Okay, software. Like a software as a service. As a yep. service. So what, the, what would an example of SaaS be? Salesforce. Salesforce. Um, I'm everything now. Uh, DocuSign. Okay. Um, HelloSign. And then you help people find those? Are you like the, is your company like the middleman? Yeah. So this is a great, so I always joke. Like if you were to sell like me. like the Amazon of business for okay. business. So how would you, if I'm coming to make you money through your company, what, sure. how would it work? Like how, what would I purchase? What, what service or product? Am I sure. Purchasing? So right now, Smart offers e-learning for businesses. Okay. Okay. And it's ran by subject matter experts. So subject matter experts come to the marketplace and get certified through a SaaS product that we own. Okay. Okay. So that AI tool allows for them, let's say you you know how to sell, right? Yes. But you may not know how to do workshops. And you, you're tired of being an Uber driver because you're smarter than that, right? Yes. And you need some supplemental income or gap income while you're finding other things to do or you want to keep being an entrepreneur and need a way to lead people to your longer yeah. service-based things that you have. You can come to the marketplace and get certified and the AI tool walks you through a module that auto-populates a presentation and lesson plan for you to teach live on demand. So essentially, I'm purchasing the AI program that essentially teaches me how to create my presentation that I'll sell back to others for, obviously, compensation. And the best part about it is you don't pay for it. You teach in the marketplace. So the, the so customer the payment- will come... Only comes after I'm getting paid. You guys get a percentage. We get it's a fixed rate. Okay, so once I make a thousand, what do you get? I can't. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to figure this out. I'm like, okay, so let's say you're a customer, right? You go straight yeah. to like a Uber, right? You yeah. go to your app. You're like, man, I want to take this class, right? Yes. So you take this class, right? Yes. Um, you pick it, 
and then it toggles one of the certified consultants that that is certified in that oh, course. Oh, and then you buy it, and then your rip coat goes through that. Like yeah, your percentage comes Correct. through that. It's so that's and why we're product as a service. Okay, yeah. and so and then that certification. So the product is the course, yeah. And that certification, then I can redistribute and sell my my presentation I've created through that that certification in that course. We we own the tool, you own your content, okay. but it lives on the marketplace right now. And then the so people have to come and to the marketplace take the course and they take my course. Yes, after but I but it's certified. not your course. We have we have dedicated courses. Yes. That you get certified in. Yes. So once I get certified, I create content, and then I can put it on the marketplace, which is still within your company, and Correct. people can come and buy the course that yes. I've created. Correct. Right. That's. But it's not your. It's so we have like selling the solutions. content I've created. The content. Right. Not Correct. the course. But it's live. Okay. So it's on. So it's a live course. It's not pre-recorded. Okay. So. So the course for me to get certified is live, but then my content's recorded and then replayed, right? Or is no. my content's live? It's literally, you're teaching live. Oh, so you have to get on there every day and teach people. You don't have to. Okay. It's when you want. Okay. It's like Uber, literally. Okay, so you get on and when you want to make extra money, you can say, Teach hey, one of our am, fixed courses. I am certifi- I'm certified, kind of like P90X. I did P90X in high yes. school. Yes. So, like, somebody could be a certified P90X. Peloton, yes. Okay. Oh, I don't know why I made this way, <laughs> way harder. I got to So, really we have courses things. that are already pre-approved and vetted. You get certified, and then you can hop on, basically, Zoom and teach And people. based on your subject matter expertise, if you yep. can meet the objectives of that course, yep. you get certified to teach that course, and it's live. And if you're available and somebody's ready to teach the course. What would you say a lot of people are, are really get, like, what are they, what are they really like in regard to getting certified in the go to mark uh oh everywhere are we the consultants are never an issue yeah <laughs> there's so many different people is there and, anything that people that are, they, and there's full-time people okay that do it because it's literally like you get paid out weekly like yeah like um like uber okay so you teach a course you get paid for it there's three day and three hour set three hour sessions three day workshops what's your 10-year vision where do you want to be we're the- a fully built out internal supply chain of all things business from products, services, SaaS tools, investor portals, partner portal, um, smart TV, like literally a one all in one platform for everything business. In 10 years, that's where you desire to be? Yes. Okay. And With the company, yeah. And so now, do you guys intend to go, like, do you ever want to go public? Like, Everybody asks that. One of the biggest things, the only reason I would do it is just for the the pure flex of yeah. being a black woman that went IPO yeah. for a, in a non-black um, and brown product, right? Yes. It's androgynous. It is a pure consumer, digital consumer product, and a black woman built it. Oprah of Tech went IPO. Now, that would be my reason for it. Did you have we do, don't need to from a private standpoint, though. Did you have to do pitch decks and, like, raise funds and do... We had a family and friends round. Okay. We had a family and friends round. I chose not to go the seed round because my background's in channel and direct selling, um, which is what I just explained. And I found a way to create a channel partner program, and we created products, which are the smart passes. Yeah. So partners, let's say you have... An insurance company, right? And you're franchised and you have 10 offices and you have 
a bunch of brokers, right? You want them to take digital marketing basics, paid ads basics, and SEO, and then, you know, something like Digital Garage. You want to have them to take those courses. You can purchase our smart passes, and you get a custom pass that you can divvy out digitally to all of the to all of your brokers. Okay. And then they can go in and take the courses that you have picked for them. And I get a percentage? No, you pay for it. Uh, well, so I didn't yes, know, I so didn't yes, know like, you can we yes, I get what you're asking. Yes. yes. So people what <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> what we've done is we have a Oh, excuse me. No, you're good. We have an MSRP, right? Yep. <clears throat> and people like yourself can purchase it in bulk. Yep. The passes and resell it to your customers so yeah. you can get a percentage off of that for sure. Or you can purchase the physical pass for them okay. at the negotiated partner rate. Yep. And then you can resell them to them for a, a deal. So does, a partner doesn't necessarily get equity. They get a percentage off of whatever they redistribute essentially after but they buy the passes, courses, et cetera, and like in a bulk and then redistribute it to their... Right, that's on them. They can do that if they want. Some people like the SBA, um, the Minority Business Development Association, they just bought it because they wanted to support the businesses. So it's like a scholarship Mm -hmm. for small businesses to take the course and they're gifting them, you know, a pass to take a course. Okay, that makes sense. And then, but some of them are like, well, what if we negotiate a price with you that meets your margins and then we resell it to them for like $75 and we get a little clip from that, you know, so that we can um, justify revenue of investing this back. Because people will listen and invest more if they've bought it. So even though they're not giving it to them for the original price of it, if they went directly to the marketplace for themselves, they would still be able to pay for it so they see some value. Yeah. So some people would do that too. Dope. Yeah. Okay. That makes so sense. So we chose to do that because it's one, when you go channel, when you create a channel partnership with corporations, franchises, and businesses that support business, you automatically, when they pay, acquire customers versus an investor. I'm like, why am I working just as hard to find investors when I can focus on partners and then they pay, and I've already acquired the customer. Yeah. So Versus the, investors, you end up having to acquire to, the, still using that more money like to acquire the customer. Because you're, not necessarily liability, but like you're obviously taking whatever they invest into the company, but then you have to obviously pay them back, opposed Correct. to a partner is purchasing and becoming a, a, a value, repeat customer, yes, essentially in your, yes. in your case, which is a lot smarter, which works with your business model. I don't know if that would work with, everybody's but it sounds like the best route to go it's a challenging route it's hard but i know that i wouldn't recommend it definitely requires more sales skills that's what i'm saying not just skills sales skills a level of patience and understanding how that works because the sales cycle is longer and you have to have like that in between now taking that route did you have to bootstrap the the differences oh yeah I've had so I took on fractional CRO like chief revenue officer positions, VP of sales. Um, I've taken a lot of fractional things to like build the business. Taken on agency stuff still. So I had an agency before I started the tech company. So okay. this was. Do you go to a lot of tech events down in Chicago? I do. I do. Okay. You know Landon. Landon. I I know of Landon. Landon we have 
uh, similar friends. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a little older, so I'm working on like yeah. kind of getting in with the younger tech guys. But Claude is a, a dear friend, man. I love Claude. Yeah, he was just on here. Oh yeah, yes, I saw that. Yes. Claude, Chris, Chris is w one of my best friends, so I love Dope. Chris. Um, Abinara. I mean, I know a lot of the. Dope. Yeah, I yeah. love them. Yeah. Dope, dope. Okay, yeah. so you want to live in Chicago forever? I go in and out. I don't know. Yeah. My brother and my niece, who is the cutest little girl ever, she yeah. lives in. Uh, San Diego with my brother. My sister lives in LA. My older older brother and his wife and their kids live in Columbus. It's just, you know, mm. I don't know. I always say, like, if I had, when I built the company to a point where it is, where I feel very comfortable with my personal revenue and finances, where I feel like it's wealthy enough, I would move somewhere like a San Francisco, Monterey, or New York, like yeah. and live in Tribeca, Soho, something like that. Mm. That's what I would love to do, or somewhere DC proper. I love the East Coast, yeah. and I would have a home in Amsterdam. And yeah, I'd I was go back say, and forth. Amsterdam. Amsterdam and the south of Italy. I I love Italy. The boot. Maybe Chile. There's a couple of places that I really would just buy homes and just yeah hop around, do missions, get yeah. back. Yeah, I did a mission trip. I did uh, Lima, Peru when I was 16. Oh my God, how did you like it? It was an experience. It yeah. really, it really, I thought I grew up, I always tell everybody I grew up in poverty and then uh -huh. I went to a third world country. There and, it is. And I, I now just tell everybody I grew up a little less American fortunate. Correct. You know what I mean? So my, wasn't as fortunate in America, but in compare, comparison to where I went in Lima, Peru, we were rich. You know what I mean? They lived in a, all these people, like whole families, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and additional people all in a mud hut. No no access to like purified water, you know what I mean? So maybe some running water streams, like all on like this trash mountain. Not like a normal mountain of dirt, like just a, Absolutely. like just trash everywhere. Yeah. Like just and deteriorated trash. Like mm -hmm. like like decades of Oh just, yeah. And just all the same type of dog, you know, running around dirty. But everybody's happy and pure. You know what I mean? So it's so weird to see people so dirty and have so much of nothing mm -hmm. and to be so so pure. And it that's I think my my favorite part of of my my beliefs, um, you know, with, with Jesus and Christianity is mm -hmm. is the the worship experience. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's like even reflecting back on that moment, you know, my insides in this very moment. Oh, yeah. Like worship Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? So it's like uh, it's a uh, it's I wouldn't even say it's a humbling experience. It's a God experience. You Absolute, I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the Holy Spirit will definitely um, guide you in those moments. And you when you're around the presence of the Lord and other people and you're doing his work, like yeah. it's natural for you to um, feel a level of peace, you yes. know. Um, but you know what's crazy too? It's like with places like Peru and Nicaragua, we see them as poor. Yeah. They don't see that. No, no. And we're aware of class systems in first world countries because it's right down the road, yeah. you know? And some of what we believe is really poor is not. It's actually pretty rich. Yes. Because they, they've adopted a, a life and a purism that I think we miss in this society. So much. Do you know? Yeah, so much. I can't even imagine, like, if if the if all of America, everybody, from the from the individuals that, you know, are, are homeless all the way to the billionaires, the tycoons, mm -hmm. if we all just had to live, you know, even even a day or two days, like, like a third world country, yeah. you know what I mean, an individual, I, I can't even imagine, like, 
could everybody make it a day, 24 hours? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's like the perspective it would bring everybody, I don't, maybe it'd be, a, it'd be a good thing, a good Absolutely. boost, you know, for, for everybody of like, wow, let me be a little more patient with this person. You know what I mean? And let me, let me be a little more open-minded with that person. Yes. Let me, let me call my mom or let me Absolutely. call my dad and, and the individuals that I'm holding grudges against because... You know, just like this, you know, it could be gone. Can, anything, it could be gone, and anything can change. Anything can change, and that's what I, I, you know, this whole self care, self love, self 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 culture we're in. I'm like, it's so dangerous because yes, there is a level of value we need to place on ourselves. Mm. There's a level of peace we need to have within ourselves. But what we don't understand is it's not a matter of managing your life outside of chaos. It's how well you manage and make decisions through chaos. Yeah. And more importantly, like how you treat other people. Yep. Kindness is so important. And we miss that so many times because we're worried about, oh, this is our bad energy. This is that. This is how we're not supposed to be. And we focus on the water. Yeah. You know what I mean? When Peter stepped yeah. out onto the water, we yes. he was walking. Yeah. We just focused on Christ, focus forward, focus, focus on positivity. Forward. Exactly. Focus on the future vision. And then we we hear all the noise and all the negativity and then yeah. we'll look back or we'll look down and we'll stumble on the water and that's when you start to stick hey sink. Man, like seriously, and it's like Give people some grace mm. and give people space to make mistakes. We all screw up. That's one of the biggest lessons I think I've learned in my 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 adulthood is like yeah. I try my best. I try my very best to give the grace I would want to receive. I think yes. if I were in their shoes, how would I want to be punished? A lot of us immediately, emotionally, it's off with their heads. But mm-hmm. if we reverse the roles, Absolutely. is it still off with their I think of I think of Brittany Griner. I'm seeing all these people message, leave her there, leave her yeah. there. I'm like, well, what if it was your daughter? Right. Is it still leave her there? Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's just, she, I can't even imagine what's going through there. She, she knew what she was doing, taking weed there. It's like... What if it was your daughter? Right. For a righteous man falls seven times and yes. still gets up. Yeah, man. And if it was like, my sister and I'm the president. I'm I'm snapping. Yeah, You're not going to have my sister in <laughs> Russia for nine years. Yeah, right. no. I don't that's care. my little, that's my baby. Yeah, like, no, like absolutely not. Not at all. And it I ain't happening. I don't think people take it. And I don't think people take a second and just have a rational thought process. No, like, we're not rational. Was, what if that was your mom or your sister? That's someone's right. daughter. And I, I think of even with takeoff passing away. Last last night or was that it this was, morning? That was last night. It and it's insane. and it's just all these videos. All it's someone's son. That's someone's child. That's someone's child. Someone's brother. You know what I mean? That's it's just very. Um, it breaks my heart because it I, does. I think of my, my mom crying right now. Of like if if it was just me plastered all over social media. Do you get media. what I'm saying? It's like, so insensitive. Oh it's so insensitive, and we just. Um, we just we gotta pause sometimes and really think about like what does grace and kindness forgiveness mean because it could flip right back on you very quickly. Yeah, so and quickly. that's one of the things I've learned in entrepreneurship. It'll take the breath from under you very quickly. I think everyone should be an entrepreneur, especially if you're uh, if you're an individual with faith, and and even if you don't, I think you should. I think you should do it because. If you do, or you are somebody that believes in Christ, or mm-hmm. whatever you believe in, yeah, I, I know for for my own, speaking from my own experience, that breath taking away, you know, seasons that you go through in entrepreneurship, yes. it draws you so close. I can't oh tell my you God. how many mornings and nights oh I my just God. hit my knees and just give it to God. Like, no, hey, listen, for real. You know, I know you're out there. I know you're with me, and it's like I have no idea what's what's going to like happen. straight broken. Yes, just <laughs> devastated. Well, I put it all in your frustrated. hands, frustrated, and just I don't want to start, crying, but he like. 
there's just been so many moments. Like if we had more time, seriously, yeah. my life and the journey I've been on these yep. last what's your verse six my verse yeah what's your verse Hebrews eleven and one faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen but number two is deeper for by it men of old took refuge I like that for by it men of old, men of old took, took refuge. refuge yep and for me one of the things that really hits me because it's not always about here right it's yeah. about here yeah, and yeah. knowing who God is in your life, knowing who the people are in your life, because we get, this can get deceptive, right? Mm. But your mind and how your mind operates, is going to always get you back focused. Yeah. And I tell people, you may not want to believe in the Bible, you know, but there's a lot of great principles in there yeah. that can guide your life. Absolutely. Because the Lord talks constantly about knowledge. Know, know who I am, know who I am. Yeah. And if you really know who God is, Faith isn't as scary. Yeah. Because if you really know who you're walking with, it's not scary. I feel like it takes a lot more faith to not have faith. It does. Because you're anxious and you're worried and I'm anxious. I have like anxiety out the roof. I'm yeah. pretty sure every like it's always a joke yeah. on social media. You know, I do. I have it. And I um I, and I have it more because I'm not this tr- typical traditional like Christian where I'm like, you know, Always up in only Christian spaces. I have all types of friends. Yeah, and so many. Out, like, I love learning people. And sexuality beliefs, everything, yeah. you know? I love learning people. Yes. And I feel like that, that when I when I read the New Testament or or I'm listening to, I love listening to Stephen Furtick, and he mm-hmm. gives me this vibe as well. It's like, <laughs> he's, you know he's so hyped all the he's time. He's so hyped. And, but I, I think of like, where was Jesus? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, why would I be around the healed? He definitely. I, and they, are they healed? You know what I mean. Like, are they healed? Yeah, the church so, like, maybe, is the church really healed? Yeah, like, you, you know, know like for real, point. we're not. That's the point. Yes, we're all broken. Yes, you know, like yes. are we really healed? Yeah, you know, um, and that's where I'm at. It's like let's go out here. Yeah, let's be an example. I'm gonna fail, but I I am gonna be a light at the same time. Yes. and you know, um, it can be a slippery slope. So you have to be mindful of that. But at yeah. the end of the day, you're right. Like, like, where would Jesus be right now? Oh, where would he be? What would, where would he be doing right now? Mm-hmm. And that's what we, we have. We have a lot of fans, but we have followers. And that's what I've had to check myself on because I've been a fan. We've all been fans. And but I are to, we following? I got to check know? my heart on what I'm seeking. Absolutely. Am I seeking fans? All the time. It's, am I seeking it's a followers? balance. And am I seeking to follow the right, the right mentors, the right people? The right things, the right mentors. Yes. But even if you believe you have evolved as a believer, have you? Because everything we do there is it could be a sin involved. Yeah. So it always requires humility and the need for a savior. Absolutely. Always. Absolutely. So when you get self-righteous or believe you've evolved as a Christian, mm-hmm. like have you? Yeah. Because even that mindset is a problem. Yeah. thousand percent. So I can't I want to ask your favorite restaurant before we close out. What's your favorite restaurant in Chicago? Because that's Oh Lord. It's I so love hard. To eat. Um I just went to Gibson's Italia for the first time. Oh the first time? Yeah. Didn't even have get you been pasta. to Gibson's? I've been there's a Gibson's right out here, so I haven't been oh, to the Gibson's okay, in City. Okay. Um I love Gibson's Italia. Their bread. Oh. See, I didn't do the bread because I knew I oh, was gonna like yeah, get dessert. Dar- yeah. 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 I like I like that in you. Yeah, um, I do not want to do. I that love though. Gibson's. I like yeah. Lux Bar. Mm. I love a good like salad and shrimp and like a champagne. Oh, yeah, 
See, Perfect. I'm a girl when it comes. I don't drink, uh-huh. but I'll, there's two people I've pretty much like let peer pressure me: my partner mm-hmm. and then my mom. And oh, if yeah. my, my mom does it, either one, I usually get a moscato. Oh, so I'm, oh, I'm a sweet drinker. No, I'm a sweet drinker. I'm a sweet drinker. I love a good steak too, like a steak yeah. and red oh, wine. Oh, and some broccoli and a nice potato. Yes. Oh Lord, Jesus, it's so good. Yes. I don't know. I love food. There's no I will Grazianos. Eat Have you had Grazianos? I don't know. I'm gonna write this down. I'm gonna bring you guys. Oh my gosh, Grazianos. Um, JP Grazianos. It's a sandwich place in the West Loop on Randolph. Grazianos break up a pizza. Uh, or no, JP, JP. Yep. So they started as their family-owned business. They started as a. Um, do you know the owner? Yes. See if he'll get on the podcast. He would. He's Please. actually he yes. brought um, Pusher T. Who did he bring to? Um, he he would totally be on the podcast. Yes, their story is really cool. They were Italian immigrants, brought their food over. It was just really a um, Italian imports food company. And he was like, "Well, what if we started selling sandwiches?" And they ended up becoming a big like sandwich. Wow. Yeah, and I cater a lot of stuff through them for our company. I love their sandwiches. Wow, so good. This was dope. This, Thank is you. there anything else you want to add? Anything you want to shout out for people to find you? Come purchase SAS. <laughs> <laughs> just come to the marketplace uh, thanks mark s-m-a-r-k dot com you can find me on instagram twitter at amber payton amber c payton um or the amber c payton yes. um, i had a great time here this it was really dope. nice you have to come on our podcast we will um you guys are amazing and always remember don't follow everyone else create your own habits yes and stick to them and believe in that and always be kind it never hurts to be kind. Should we should we do something unconventional? I don't know if I've ever done this. Should we should we end in a little prayer? You want to pray? I have this weird feeling. Do you want to pray? What do you want to pray? Let's pray. I don't what know. Do you... Take off died. I feel like we should pray. I you want? Feel... Let's pray. I'm, I'm down to pray. Do you want to open it or close sure. it? Sure. Uh, I'll I'll open and you close. All right. Let's as go. respect as um, you know, man. You know, I'm not like that. Oh, you know, some people are. I don't know. No, know. I was raised by my mom, and I have a little sister, and <laughs> this like Andrew Tate stuff's going on, and I keep telling the guys in my are. office if they keep talking about it, I'm I'm gonna have to fire them. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to top G, my little sister. You're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> my, t- my sister's not getting top G'd. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so, Lord, I just come to you today just thanking you for all of the entrepreneurs that are out here hustling and trying to find their way in a world that is telling so many mixed messages. I pray that as people hear you and hear this podcast, hear all of the people that have put it together, that there is a, a light and someone hears your voice and wants to follow you and trust you in their journey of entrepreneurship. It's not easy. This life isn't easy. But having you and and finding peace always makes things better and move in a different way. So, Lord, I just ask that you just um, continue to bless this podcast and the owners and move this in a great direction and um, just thankful for the opportunity and help me to be a light, even when I'm sad and dark and make my own sinful mistakes, that I can be an example to young women and other entrepreneurs um, and leaders that you can have faith and work hard and be kind and uh, be a light in a space that can be very dark. Amen. Father God, I just thank you for bringing Amber on today and connecting us. This is the best podcast that we've done out of the 100 podcasts we've done. And she's got to be 98, 99, or 100. So I can't even I can't even begin to express how grateful I am for you bringing this soul 
uh, to connect with me because I, I look at this as an extension of, of you as we all are. And I know I'm not the best representation of uh, your love and your life, but I try my best. And I just hope anybody listening to this right now, if you're out there and you're lost and you're wondering and you're going through something right now and you don't know what's going to be your next step, you may not know what's going to be your next meal. You don't know what's going to happen with your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, somebody you love. Maybe it's your life. Maybe you're sitting in a hospital bed. Maybe you're sitting somewhere and, and you're listening to this and you're on your last leg and you're at that rock bottom and you have zero idea of where you are going next. And I just hope that this gives you hope and this gives you courage and this gives you faith. And if you're looking for somebody and you're looking for something, I just pray you don't look any further and just take a leap of faith. And, and I, I don't have the best traditional church, you know, raise your hand and who, who <laughs> wants to believe in Jesus, but just look, look, look up and look to Jesus and just ask him to come into your life, into your heart. And I pray if you prayed that message that you receive him into your life and you're saved and you just walk a life with Jesus. I'm so grateful again. I just pray blessings over Amber's business, her personal life, everything she's going through. Holy Spirit, just speak and move through us. Let us be a reflection of your love, your light, your glory, your mercy. We love you, Jesus, and we need more of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's go. Man, let's go.